Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. This is Allison Nattermilk, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com. And this is Robert Lamb, science writer at HowStuffWorks.com. Today we will be helpfully instructing you on how to get lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, have you uh, you ever been to the Bermuda Triangle? I, I have traveled through it, yeah. Uh, a few years back I was on my way from New York City to San Juan, Puerto Rico for a fun weekend. Um, and I, I didn't really think too much about it. I was actually just so excited to be out of the cold city for uh, a weekend in sunny and warm Puerto Rico that it didn't even cross my mind. Oh. So nothing happened. I'm still here. Didn't get lost. Okay. What about you? Um, I went on a Carnival Cruise Lines uh, trip with my family. Yeah, how was that? Um, it was, uh, I remember uh, eating a lot of pizza off of the uh, the Limitless Pizza Bar. I remember playing a lot of Street Fighter versus X-Men in the little arcade area. So, uh, Did you go to any midnight buffets? Yes, I did. And uh, and actually, it was kind of spooky in that I uh, I, I remember um, after I left the cruise, I, I had gained like 20 pounds. So, <laughs> But you also did not disappear into the Bermuda Triangle. No, not, I, not only did I not disappear, more of me came back than, than went on the than, uh, than set out. So yeah, we both uh, survived, uh, lived to tell the tale, which is uh, not something that can be said for everybody that's uh, flown or sailed into these waters. Yeah, so where are these waters again? Well, it's a triangle. The northern uh, point of the triangle is Bermuda. The western point is Miami, Florida, and the eastern uh, point is San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay. And all the waters in between, that's the Bermuda Triangle. Well, so where did the legend come from? Why do we think that ships and planes are going to go missing in this area? Well, uh, the actual term uh, Bermuda Triangle comes from a 1964 issue of Argosy Magazine, which was uh, just an American pulp fiction magazine. Uh, but they had this article making the case that something weird was going on here because over the past century, they're saying, uh, you know, a hundred ships and planes have disappeared. Maybe a thousand lives have been lost. So a fiction magazine is making the case. Right. Yeah. That's where, that's what kicked it all off. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and it also has other names like the Devil's Triangle, if, you know, if you want to make it sound extra, uh, creepy. And, uh, some of these in- instances are, are, are pretty fascinating. Um, like there's the USS Cyclops. Um, uh, set out uh, set out from Brazil in the early 1900s, uh, and then it had one stop off in Barbados before disappearing just forever. Uh, 306 passengers and crew vanished without a trace. No kidding. Yep. Uh, then uh, 1945. Um, uh, this is the big one. This is yeah. This is Flight 19. Yeah, five U.S. Navy TBF uh, Avengers uh, got kind of lost and turned around, and then. Uh, uh, they you know, talked to them on the, the radar trying to figure out where they were, you know, what, what's this island they're flying over, and then they never heard from them again. Uh, they sent out uh, two planes to try and find them. One of those blew up in the air. And uh, ever since, we, uh, we keep finding uh, Avenger wreckage uh, uh, out in the ocean, uh, and it's never one of these five Avengers. It's always, uh, you know, like at one point they found five different wrecks, and people were like, all right, this is it. And uh, then uh, the Navy uh, chimed in and said, no, that's just five different Avengers from five different situations. Uh, so. so remind me never to fly an Avenger airplane. Probably not uh, a big risk, but yeah, never fly one. So if you think about examples like that, I mean, it's easy to see why the Bermuda Triangle gets such a creepy, mysterious reputation. But 
you turn to somebody like the U.S. Coast Guard and they're saying, no, 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 the area doesn't have an unusual number of incidents. Yeah, because this is a, especially compared to other areas that are also highly, highly trafficked, right? I mean, you have a lot of ships, a lot of planes going through. Uh, through these waters. And why are they going to be going through? Well, you know, it's it's a pretty popular destination. You spots like Puerto Rico, somebody wants to jet off for a sunny weekend. Yeah, it's been a popular trade trade route over time. But then uh, I think some people are going to point out that uh, that the, that uh, maybe the the Coast Guard just doesn't want to acknowledge, say, the existence of Atlantis or the presence of UFO activity. No doubt, no Triangle. doubt. So. Um, uh, yeah, there are a lot of reasons uh, that people cite for uh, these disappearances, and a lot of them are pretty uh, pretty out there. Uh, so we're not going to really dwell on uh, the uh, sunken city of Atlantis and its space crystals uh, that are drawing ships down to their uh, icy depths, and we're not really going to get into the UFO abductions, etc. cetera. Uh, but we are going to talk about some of the pretty solid scientific theories that may be contributing to uh, to some of these losses, and then some of the... Yeah, quasi-scientific theories that uh, might be coming into play. Um, so why don't you kick it off? Tell us about hurricanes and crazy weather. Yeah, that's uh, the big thing to keep in mind is that this is an area uh, of the world that's subject to violent and unexpected storms. All right, one second you got uh, you got some you know clear open uh, open sea, and then bam, suddenly you've got maybe water spouts, which are uh, basically. Um, Sea tornadoes, you know, big columns of of violent water. Uh, you, you know, those can can take out a boat. They can also take out a plane. Okay. Um, or maybe, or maybe suddenly there's a hundred foot uh, high rogue wave generated by a seafloor earthquake. All right. Um, it, the thing is, this stuff can spring up really quickly, uh, and then it and then it's gone before it can actually even really pop up on radar. Right. Well, there's a lot of speedy activity going on in there, which leads us to our next factor in that, which is the Gulf Stream. And you guys know the Gulf Stream as the very strong uh, oceanic boundary current that starts up in the Gulf of Mexico, heads north along the coast of North America, the eastern coast of North America, and then shoots on over to Western Europe. Yeah, it's like a uh, river in the sea, right? Yeah, it is a river in the sea, like you mentioned. And within that Within the span of the current, um, that crazy weather is intensified. But but the main thing about the the current is that it's it's moving fast, right? So um, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration actually has some good stats on this, and they're saying that it flows about three hundred times faster than the Amazon. Wow! So that's pretty fast. And how fast exactly? About one to three knots. Um, and then it kind of trickles down and slows down as it moves north. Well, what's the point of all this speed? This, the point is, is that if you, if you're going to wreck, if you're going to, you know, disappear in the ocean, this would be a great place to do it because bam, all the evidence disappears pretty fast thanks to that swiftness of the current. The other thing to keep in mind when you think about the Gulf Stream is that it's flowing right over some pretty crazy oceanic topography. And some of that topography is seriously, seriously deep. We're talking about like 19,000 to 27,000 feet. So if you want to go missing, this would be a great spot. Yeah, you're not just going to be lost. I mean, you're just gone if 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 you're down at these depths. Uh, I think this is a cool uh, point to... uh to bring up another uh, interesting uh, lost ship, and that's uh, uh, 1963's SS Marine Sulphur Queen. Oh, the Sulphur Queen, of course. Yeah. Now, there are several factors playing in, into this one disappearing. First of all, I had a molten sulphur cargo, so it was pretty volatile, and, and people tend to think that this ship probably exploded. All right? Um, and then uh, uh, this is pretty deep water, like you said. So all this uh, debris is going to sink and uh, potentially get covered up um, by sediment. Um, 
so there's not really going to be any evidence. And then the third thing um, is that they, uh, when they were looking for the ship, they did find like bits of clothing, uh, bits of life jacket, etc. And they think sharks may have eaten any survivors. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. These are living waters. This is a like a vibrant and dangerous ecosystem at times. You know, sure, it's a competitive community. Right. So um, if there are survivors, there's a good chance they'll be eaten. Um, and that actually flows right into the the next uh, potential uh, suspect uh, in uh, ship and plane destruction in the Bermuda Triangle, and that's methane gas hydrates. Okay. Which also goes by the name of what? What is it? <laughs> The I looked this one up and it was oceanic flatulence, I believe. I still don't believe that. I think you're just making that up. But I'm not as far. Okay. Keep going. Anyway, so uh, this revolves around uh, some stuff that scientists at Cardiff University uh, discovered. And it's large concentrations of methane gas trapped on the seafloor. Okay. And uh, this is due to, like I say, vibrant ecosystems. So you have a lot of dying and decomposing sea organisms, right? Sure. And then you have some bacteria feasting on this uh, buffet down there. Yummy. And these uh, bacteria are the flatuating uh, parties here, all right? It's creating all this methane gas. All right, it gets trapped down there. It gets trapped in this methane ice, uh, which acts like a cap, all right? So it's just concentrated and uh, and volatile, Uh-oh. right? So uh, if something disturbs that, um, it can uh, it can actually cause a lot of damage. It can cause uh, basically underwater landslides that can that they, that has uh, they believe in the past resulted in tsunamis, but it can also cause this uh, this bubble, this big burp of methane gas to rise up from the ocean floor. All right? Okay. And let's say you're in a ship underneath that rising bubble. Well, they say that this bubble will will actually make the water less dense, but basically turn it to foam. Okay. So that the ship uh, can't actually float anymore, and it just gets swallowed up. Right. So then the ship is kind of lower than the surrounding waters. Right. It okay, just basically uh, like it. opens up like a big foamy mouth and just swallows it whole. And then there's a lot of sediment stirred up by this uh, uh, taking place, so that would end up just covering up any wreckage as well, uh, possibly hiding the evidence. All right. Um, and of course, if you're in a plane flying over that sinking boat. Um, some people uh, theorize that this rising column of gas could actually end up setting the plane on fire. Oh man! Yeah. So, uh, well, how often does this happen? Um, well, there's a lot of it out there. They um, uh, scientists believe that this stuff occurs throughout the world, uh, and in the amounts we're talking about are like trillions of cubic feet. Like they're talking about using this as a potential energy source. So there is a lot of it. Um, now, when you get into uh, how often it occurs. Um, like the U.S. Geological Survey says that this is definitely a, a possible occurrence that could definitely take out a boat, but they're less certain about it having occurred in this region of the Bermuda Triangle uh, in the last fifteen thousand years. However, um, there are myths in the Black Sea about these things taking out ships or rigs, and in two th- in the year two thousand, a, a sunken fishing trawler was found at the center of a huge gas eruption site in the North Sea. You know, this has reminded me a lot of that article um, that we wrote on exploding lakes. Yes, yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of that too. The idea that you you have this uh, this volatile gas at the bottom of uh, you know buried underneath all this water, and uh, stuff gets disrupted just right, it rises up, and that's a lot of gas to come surging back up to the surface. So, where would you rate this as a contributing factor? It seems kind of on the iffy scale. Yeah, it's like a very good theory. But whether or not the scientists seem a little uncertain about whether or not it's actually happening or if it's happening, 
I don't think it's happening enough to be a major contributor to any ship or airplane disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle, though. Okay, well, I have one that may have been a factor in the past, but it's not a factor anymore, and that is magnetic abnormalities, right? So supposedly, if you travel through the Bermuda Triangle in the 19th century, your compass would just go berserk, possessed, Mm -hmm. spinning, spinning, spinning. So magnetic abnormalities used to be a problem in the Bermuda Triangle, but they're not anymore. And the idea behind this is that you have something called magnetic north and you have something called true north. And the difference between the two is called magnetic declination. You guys probably don't need to know this because nowadays your um, fancy navigational equipment are going to help you out and you really you don't even need to know about it. But back in the days of the 19th century, say, if your compass was pointing toward true north as, t- as opposed to magnetic north, you're going to get lost. Right, you'd have a false compass reading. and Yeah, and you're going to wind up, of course, and you're going to be lost, and maybe you're going to wind up on somebody's Bermuda Triangle list of disappeared ships. But here's the thing. This is no longer a valid theory because the Earth's magnetic field is always changing. Right, so um, modern ships are not getting lost due to this, basically. Well, not only that, but your compass isn't going to point toward true north anymore in the Bermuda Triangle, say, if you had to rely on some really old-school equipment. But if you were operating with one of these old-fashioned uh, compasses, you might find yourself uh, at the side of a blue hole. A blue hole? Yes. What in the heck is a blue hole? Well, it, a blue hole is is very real. Um, it's uh, basically an underwater sinkhole, a vertical cave descending down um, uh, into into the, the Earth. Um, if you do like just a Google search on this, you'll find some really stunning images because you'll have just like crystal clear kind of blue, light blue waters, you know, you know, beautiful Caribbean uh, setting. And then there'll be this circle of just dark, you know, dark blue because mm-hmm. there's this pit just descending down, uh, you know, for, um, you know, hundreds and uh, hundreds of feet. I believe the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the deepest one in the world is Dean's Blue Hole. Uh, Dean. Dean's Blue. Yeah, you'd think it would, they'd have some other name for it like, you know, like the blue pit or, you know, something, but it's 663 uh, feet deep. Um, and then there's a really cool one, uh, in the black, the black hole of South Andros. And this one's actually on land, on like this little island area. But uh, the theory here, uh, not, and this, the, this is where we leave the, the factual and get more into the fanciful. But, uh, some, uh, Bermuda Triangle junkies theorize that, uh, these, uh, these blue holes are caused by micro wormholes. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so, you, you know, I guess the idea is that you're flying or you're, you're sailing along and then you're sucked into a micro wormhole and you show up, you know, in the past or in another dimension or on an episode of the Twilight Zone. Who knows? Um, uh, inc- inc- incidentally, the uh, the black hole of South Andros actually is a kind of uh, of uh, a wormhole into the past because uh, they say that the ox- oxygen-free water there has similar properties to water found in the oceans 3.5 billion years ago. There's like toxic bacteria down there. It's, you know, extremophiles living in this really kind of an alien environment. So it's like a water artifact from an ancient time. That's pretty neat. Yeah. The, the ocean's full of amazing things. Uh, just probably not the city of Atlantis. Well, it may not be as exciting as blue holes, but there is definitely one contributing factor that we haven't talked about yet, or two, but they're both on the people side. And Human error and pirates. Let's ta- let's tackle the human error first. So the idea here is if you have a lot of people passing through an area, eventually you're going to have an accident. So basically, the numbers are on your side here. Uh, if you get if you have enough humans going through an area like Bermuda Triangle or any other area, 
One of them's going to have an accident. One of them's going to have an off day. One of them's going to be, what were those pilots doing who wound up going two hours past their destination? Playing video games. Do you remember the Northwest Airline? No, I missed this one. Um, Well, anyway, you get a pilot who has an off day, and you're going to have an accident. So, I mean, the theory here is human error. That's an off day when you're playing video games when you should be piloting the airplane? I don't know what they were doing. I cannot actually say that they were. But still, yeah, people people screw up. People can be kind of stupid. And uh, there's a lot of people traveling through this area. So some of them are going to uh, screw up. And then you have things like pirates. And I know we think of most modern pirates hanging out, say, over in the waters off Somalia or maybe in Indonesia or something like that. But if I were a pirate, and I'm not, why not head on over to the Bermuda Triangle? Because then you can say, well, hey, it was the mysterious Bermuda Triangle that, you know, abducted the ship and plundered all the contents. So we're, let's get to the let's get to the question here. Um, how do you get lost in the Bermuda Triangle? Like, if you you really wanted to set out and ensure that you got lost, and if you're listening to this, you know, and you, and you do decide to get lost, do tell us what happens. You know, shoot us an email. Um, but but what would you need to do? I think the first thing would be uh, make sure that you're you're uh, you're carrying some sort of volatile uh, cargo, preferably volatile, valuable cargo, so that it'll either wind up stolen or exploding. Right. Make sure that you have a, uh, a pilot who's maybe you know a little hungover or something, or um, you know a captain who's just kind of you know thinking about personal troubles or something. Somebody who's who's really mm-hmm. just not kind of. Having his mind on the job. Yeah. Try dragging an anchor or something. Try and stir up some uh, methane hydrates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you're passing straight through the Gulf Stream. Right. Yeah. In fact, do some loops through the Gulf Stream. Oh, look for extreme weather. Yes. Yeah, try and go during hurricane se- season. And, uh, you know, hang out around some blue holes just in case that wormhole thing pans out. Yeah, yeah. and we think maybe maybe you might be able to get lost in the Bermuda Triangle that way. Go for it. Yeah, and, and if you, like I say, if you get lost... Shoot us an email. Tell us what happens. So if you wind up lost in the Bermuda Triangle, but you have computer access, send us an email to sciencestuff at howstuffworks.com. Oh, and while you're in the computer in the Bermuda Triangle, check out some uh, some good articles we have. You know, I found one about uh, that Kristen Conger wrote about the Bermuda Triangle, only it's in the Alaskan wilderness. It's called, oh. Why Has Part of the Alaskan Wilderness Been Called the Bermuda Triangle? So you got to read it to find out. Oh, cool. Uh, and also come... Uh Come take a look around the blog at blogs.howstuffworks.com, where you can read about everything from girls with guns to tequila diamonds. Thanks for listening. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage. <laughs>